Hey guys, it's 8 Nobody. Before we start today's episode, just take a second to talk about our sponsor, Sinister Jerky, and you can find that at www.sinisterjerky.com. They have all sorts of flavors from Carnage Asada, OG, the Pickle, which is made with dill flavoring, Cracked Pepper, Mango Habanero, and Sriracha Smoke. All these flavors are amazing. I've tried them all personally, and I cannot recommend them enough. Use code KINGDOM at checkout. For a 10% discount, that code is KINGDOM, K-I-N-G-D-O-M. All right, guys, we'll catch you after the episode. All right, welcome back to CastleComs, episode 53. Today we have a good one. Today we got a guy who's in the process of making a YouTube series. That's right, we got the Chad himself, Buffalo Gypsy TV. Buffalo Gypsy, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? You know, it's it's a good Sunday. I got a bacon sandwich. I have a coffee. My kid's watching Sean the Sheep. Like, it's the best of both worlds. Nice. Everyone's happy. How's everything on your end That's over there? That's good. Uh, it's good. We, uh, I decided I didn't want to go to the grocery store today uh, because, I don't know, we've just been doing stuff all week, and I just want to, you know, draw all the, the blinds and the shutters and just have a cave day. And, Isn't like, it like the Dr. hottest and, day and, ever on the East Coast, too? Uh, so I'm actually in Missouri, where it's probably even hotter, uh, but it's going to be a high of like 104 today. So yeah, yeah, it's hot and I don't want to go outside. That's a good day for a cave day, if I've ever heard of it one. It is. So in your cave yeah. day, are you going to have a lot of Tarkov, or is it going to be mostly a video e- editing thing for the series that you're putting out? Uh, so I try to play Tarkov mainly on the weekends, and then during the week I'll do most of my editing. So I streamed this morning. Uh, I'll probably finish up this podcast and make some fried rice. We have a little bit of brisket left over. Uh, I'll make some brisket fried rice, maybe watch some Doctor Who, and then maybe do some offline runs with uh, with the guy that I'm trying to teach Tarkov. See, that's the thing I miss the most about Middle America. Like, I just went to Nebraska for my job, and they have drive through steaks. They just take meat a lot more seriously in Middle America. Like, when I was in Texas for the military, you'd see billboard signs for brisket. Like, it was... <laughs> oh, yeah, you can... Like, every restaurant serves, like, every type of meat. And then every grocery store, there's, a like, a local butcher I can go, and I can get just the weirdest stuff that I haven't seen in, like, six years. Like, I could go get uh, boudin, which is, like, like, a Cajun sausage... And I haven't seen that in six years because I was up in you know Washington State. You just point it back down here and you know, and like I'm gonna eat that. I do. Yeah. So when we so I actually I bought one of the like deep freezer chests that go in your garage, and every like three weeks I'll go in and just fill up a cart full of random meat and be like, yeah, I'll cook this eventually, and then go throw it in the freezer. On a day like today, you might just want to open up that deep freezer and just let it cool the whole room. <laughs> yeah, stick your head in it. Absolutely. So, we've touched on it a little bit. So, tell us about the Tarkov series that you're making. Like, I know that there is a lot that goes into it. So, we're just going to start at the very base ground. Describe it briefly, and then describe what inspired it. All right, so, the... It's kind of role-playing, and the general situation is that when the events of Tarkov happened, uh, it was the USEC and the Bears came in, and they kind of started this, like, war zone. But before that, uh, all signs were pointing to that, 
and the civilians had started to evacuate. So the United Nations peacekeepers came in to assist in evacuating those civilians. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I have evacuated the civilians, and then me and my 11, 12-man team were caught in the crossfire of an attack on or was the Bears and the USEX. We got caught in the middle of that, and then I was the only survivor. Uh, as I was like calling for medevac from the headquarters, uh, they kind of they radioed out that, hey, the whole operation had been compromised, we no longer had a foothold in Tarkov, and it was all all of the teams were on their own to get to the extract to be removed from Norvinsk. Right. But because my whole Tarkov. team had been killed, yeah. But because my whole team had been had been killed in that that crossfire incident, now I am alone, and I am a stranded peacekeeper trying to make it to a designated spot to to exfil with the rest of the company. Nice, nice. So for the series, do you have like a set goal? Like, is it like I'm going to hit Kappa or I'm going to hit Max Traders? Or is it like you traversing every map like in order to get to like the other side of it? Like, you know, starting at Shoreline and like moving all your way up? So kind of both. Um, I figured it would it would end very quickly if I tried to do it like the guide quest and just hit every map. Because uh, I could theoretically do it in six six or seven raids and then just be done with it if I tried to do it that way. So I kind of thought of what if I stream, like on Saturdays, I stream just the Stranded Peacekeeper account and I just play it however it goes. And then if there's ever like a really action-packed raid or just the best raid for each map, I'll pull off and I'll edit that into... Uh, a, a YouTube episode and so I'll do one episode per uh, map so that there's like six or seven episodes and like I start on customs and I get all the way through and I extract on like ZB11 and then I'm, that's the episode and through that episode I'll like stop off at my green room because there's like radio equipment in there so I'll try to right. broadcast out to headquarters and be like hey I, this is where I'm currently at I'm going to this map next where do I need to go and I'll try to build the story that way and doing so will allow me to continue to just stream it once a week twice a week and then also be able to produce content uh, for YouTube for it so when you're editing that so like you're in the radio room and you're setting out your transmission to you know the HQ headquarters, the people who are in the talk, the people who are completely like, you know, overseeing the operation in this scenario, do you then record that person who you're talking to's dialogue and play it in the video that you're setting up for YouTube, kind of like it's an actual, like, you know, radio transmission back and forth? Yeah, exactly. So I, it, like, I would go to the green room and I would just move my character in a manner that looks like he's, like, I don't know, sending a, a transmission. Uh, but I, I probably wouldn't say anything while I'm streaming. And then I would say so you're not in there voiping. You're not like, yeah, oh, my I'm God, not... <laughs> Blackbird actual. Uh, and then, yeah, and then in the editing software is where I would uh, do a voiceover for myself sending the transmission. And then I would get someone else to do whoever was receiving that transmission. So when you're doing these moments, has it been spoiled by a random scab or PMC coming in? They're like, what the fuck is he doing? So not in, not with the stranded peacekeeper. I did another one uh, called "Becoming a Scat Boss," uh, and it was it was ruined a couple of times in that. I'd be like, "Okay, now I need to go into this room and do this thing," and then like right then 
like Sanitar would run in. And so a couple of times it's been ruined, yeah. Sanitar's like, I'm the scab boss on this map, dude. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so when it comes to the other people that you've enlisted to be in this show, how did you find them? Did you know them before? Did you reach out to the community? And then how much do you utilize the third-party voices in the series? So I haven't been able to use the third-party voices yet. Uh, I've used it like once. I used uh, Bobby Brash. He was my news anchor for the trailer. But I originally started when I was doing the Scav Boss series, uh, I needed a voice that sounded like the Scav Boss because it was Rashala giving me a quest. And so I couldn't just have my voice talking as Rashala. Right. So I was using this audio software that would kind of distort it and change it. And it was okay. It worked. Uh, and then when I started making the Stranded Peacekeeper trailer, my like subscription had run out of that software. And I didn't want to pay for it again. So I just put out on Twitter. I was like, hey, I'm looking for anyone that wants to read a script. And I included like how many words it was. It was like 55 words because I had gone to Fiverr and looked at how much it would cost to just hire someone. And they were all like, like $80 per 100 words, anything less than that. We'll just count. Yeah. And I was like, Oh crap, let's just see if anyone on anyone in the Tarkov community wants to do it. And I got a ton of responses back that were like down to do it. And I only had one slot for that trailer. Uh, so then I was like, okay, so moving forward with the next videos, I need to ensure that like there's more radio transmissions so that I can include more people in it. So that kind of drove the the script writing for the rest of the series. So for the series, do you try to keep your PMC's weapons and characters set within that realm? Like, do you, if you just bought like a shit ton of Unitar, like body armors and UN helmets, or you have like you know you run an you run a raid and then you'll like drop your character like a bunch of M4s so that way he stays within the five five six NATO? Like, are you trying to keep like the loadout the exact same throughout each episode, or do you change it up as it goes? So I'll change it up as it goes. Uh, part of the the rule set, so there's like five, six maybe rules for uh, the Stranded Peacekeeper Challenge, which, by the way, I did not come up with the Stranded Peacekeeper Challenge. This was from Swamp Fox TV. Uh, him and his community developed the Stranded Peacekeeper Challenge a couple wipes ago. Right, but you're making um, it but, your own. Like, you're adding in third-party right, yeah. voices. You're adding, like... You know, outside, like, you had, like, a CNN Fox News, like, ticker for yeah. the trailer. Like, you're making it your own, so it's inspired by. It's definitely it's, it's your ins- own. It's inspired by Swamp Fox, yes, for sure. Uh, but one of the rules is that you have to begin the raid with, like, NATO equipment. Right. So ev- every video, I, sh- I should have NATO, like, I should have 556 or 762 by 51 uh, or, like, a trooper in anything or a like that, so, or a glob. yeah, right. Everything should be NATO-ish. Um, if I do happen to like run out of ammo with my M4 and I kill a scav and pick up an AK, I can use the AK in that round or in that raid. Uh, so that would be the only difference. But everything else, it, it should like. So it's like a guy had, slings uh, his his M4 and then just picks up that AK until the end of the round, and then he's gonna dip that and go back to his stash and get more ammo for his 556. Right, exactly. So, do you decided to go with the M4 and not the MDR that you get for the USEC starting kit? So, I actually, this was my first time playing, well, 
since I bought the game, uh, I upgraded to the EOD like two weeks in. Oh, isn't but it was, so that, nice? That was a year and a half ago. And so now I'm playing on a standard account and they don't get MDRs oh, on a standard don't. account. No, I they haven't just played get a standard imports. account. I've had my yeah, I had the, my pat like the EOD package since it came out. So it's like yeah. So I'm I'm just I'm I'm on an M4, and now you can't even buy the low profile gas block at level one. So oh. it's like it's got the carrying handle and the 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 front sight post. Yeah, that's definitely a little bit of a hindrance because it's so nice throwing the gas block off, so you don't have to deal with that front crosshair. Because I hate putting yeah. like a hollow side on there and being like, oh, but the crosshairs. I mean that you know the front sight's in the way still. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that's great. That's why it's so nice having the shooting range because you can just go in there and be like, oh yeah, this does not work. I'm happy I figured that out now as opposed to out there. Yeah, exactly. So what map? is your character starting on because i know originally the way tarkov was set up it like pushed you to customs to get your five scav kills and your shotguns but now that they've moved those five scav kills to anywhere on the map like did you start on woods like what map did you decide to start the series on so uh you can for the stranded peacekeeper you can start on any map that has a un checkpoint which is customs woods and shoreline so it was under those three that i had to pick uh, and because you can get the, you can get to level two and get the quest to find Jaeger's note. Um, I started on woods and since I could kill scavs, I got my five scav kills on woods, picked up Jaeger's note and then I extracted, uh, and then I had Jaeger. So I started on woods. Uh, and then from there it was just whatever map connected I went to next. Are you going to put in, like, the traitor voices? Like, when your person finds something weird, like, Golden Rooster, what the fuck am I going to do with that? And then I'm like, Daddy Prap War, I'm like, oh, let's take that or some weird shit. I, I probably will, because I've been looking for, like, all right, how many different voices can I get in here? Because so many people were excited to, like, oh, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll voice over for you. <laughs> yeah, you could totally put the traitors in, because, like, Okay, when your character finds something weird in Raid, like a Loot Lord plushie, like, does he, yes. like, narrate? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> or a cat yeah, statue. And then, <laughs> and, yeah, and I do, I want this series to be more, uh, like, immersive. So I did the Scab Boss series, and it was, like, kind, kind of immersive, but there was also a lot of voiceover to just kind of explain things. I would like for this one to be, like very immersive and like my character doesn't know what a loot lord plushie is like right. <laughs> or when your guy eats like food like the tishanka like, oh it's horrible oh god yeah, oh dude yeah the tashanka the sorry <laughs> see as a, as a nato guy you would imagine like he'd be used to just eating mres and drinking aquafina so <laughs> Like when he encounters those <laughs> random, like, you know, Russian delicacies, finds... like Sprats. He's like, oh, yeah. geez, I'm so hungry. Sprats oh, and yes. milk was a bad choice. <laughs> this carton of milk that's on this mattress in the woods. I should drink this. This seems like a foolproof idea. <laughs> so with the series, like how long would you say it takes to not only record the raids, but to whittle those down into usable chunks add all the stuff you need to add and then post those up onto YouTube. Would you say it's an arduous process that takes a lot of time or have you whittled it down to something that's like super easy and compacted for you? Like how would you say that process is treating you? Uh, I think it would probably just depend on what you consider a long time to be. So if I, if I already have the raid footage recorded, 
uh, and I, I've just got all this raw footage, uh, to take it from that to publishing on YouTube probably a week. And that's maybe two hours every morning and then maybe another two hours sometime throughout the day. Uh, so we're looking at 25 to 30 hours. If that's a long time, then saying it out loud seems like a long time. Right. Uh, but when you're but, actually but, in it, it goes by so fast. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I get up every morning and uh, I come in here and if I don't have any like long form content to make, I'll just work on TikToks. And it's just kind of like a morning routine. I'll do that and drink coffee until it's time to work out or go to work, go to school, whatever. Right. So when you're recording, I mean, when you're streaming this series, do you find it's hard not to interact with chat? Because, you know, you probably want to keep the dialogue to a minimum so you don't have to edit it out. As opposed to when you play on your regular account where you can totally interact with chat. Sometimes. Um, and I actually did have that thought. I was like... Should I like just do all these stranded peacekeeper raids offline so that I don't have to like worry about like alerts coming up on the screen or talking to chat? Um, but it hasn't like hindered it too much just yet. Uh, if it ever does become a thing, like it's it's either too immersive or it's not immersive enough, or I'm like just being distracted by chat. Um, I'll probably just have to pick one way. Do I want the videos to be super immersive and do them uh, not on stream? Uh, or do I I want to include the stream in the video, you know? Right. Do you find that when you're doing the Peacekeeper missions, do you find that those are more tense raids because you're actually trying to complete a set objective and while it's recording, you know, because I'm sure you don't want to go, like, I don't want to load in and do this all again. Is there a little bit more of a pucker factor when you're running those UN, like, raids because you want it to be just so? Yes, there's so much more of a pucker factor like I, I i knew playing a hardcore account was going to be like harder because it's hardcore uh right. but like today for example i uh got into a fight with some scabs and i killed two and then as i was reloading a third one came up and i was reloading a shotgun so i wasn't able to stop in time and he killed me. then i went into woods and within a minute was killed yeah, went back into woods and again within a minute was killed. And that that was three raids just back to back. I I have like 10,000 rubles now and maybe one more weapon. So like it it's getting stressful. Right. Has has disconnection played a factor? Like have you been in the middle of a UN raid and then just randomly DQ from the server and then you load back in and you're just dead like, well, that goes to so a video. I haven't disconnected in a long time. Nice. Yeah, yeah it's it's been a, it's been a while since I've disconnected from it's anything. Been a so that hasn't good happened. Wipe for that for me as well. But I had I, yesterday was horrible. <laughs> like last night, the PM. Oh God, I couldn't do anything. <laughs> I I think it also might be a thing that like because I play in the mornings mainly. Oh, there's probably less traffic. Yeah, like I mean, there's only a handful of people that are even live whenever I wake up. Because the standard so gamer goblin plays all through the night. They, yes, they play the at night, yeah. I just, I have my sleep schedule backwards. I, I wake up at 3.30, and that's when they're going to bed. Right. That's a good point on that. Like, just like the people who decide to go to labs, like, when it's, like, in the early, early a.m., because they know nobody's going to be there. So they can... Yeah, I've, I've actually... I've, I've gone to labs, what, tw two, three times this wipe? And both times empty, dead raid. Did no you one was go there. I, as a peacekeeper? Or did you go there in your regular account? 
on, on my regular account. So for your UN guy, what is his MOS or what is his job title in the military for those who are not sure what an MOS is? Is this person like a rifleman? Is this person a radio man? Is this person like what would you say your, your guy's job set would be in a military structure? You know, I was thinking about that and I I, I had the, the, the like to-do list of like, all right, I need to come up with a name and like what unit he was with and all this stuff so that if I get into a situation i can voip and i can be like oh this is you know captain so-and-so i'm part of this you know 12 20th with the peacekeeping whatever Horrible and i never did <laughs> yeah i never did come up with anything but if i had to think about it right now uh i think just based on like the mission set and his like the, the uh, apmc's skill level I'm going to have to, he's going to have to be an 18 something. He's going to have to be a special forces. Right. Something, something along those lines. I mean, yeah. the guy's doing surgery in the middle of nowhere on the yeah. planet. He could be a yeah. PJ for all we know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, his leg's broken. He's going to rub some chapstick on his lips. And if only right. it works like that, right? Like, <laughs> so oh, I, your yeah, leg's I'm... on here, some red star. You'll be a gold star. You'll be fine. Um, and actually, yeah, the surgery thing, that's a good point. I'm going to go with, he's an 18 Delta. He's a special forces medic because he's, he's good at shooting. Uh, but I think the main thing is that he can just do, he can just whip it out and do surgery just in a field. And he knows who's who in the zoo. So when he gets on those comms, he knows who to talk to. He's not just some random 18 year old. He's like, Oh, I don't know where I had. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh man. So question. For your UN peacekeeper, being an 18, is this person in the chocolate peanut butter camp or the jalapeno cheese camp? Jalapeno cheese. <laughs> that's a good answer. I, I That's the thing about people in the military. For those of you who don't know, in MREs, sometimes you are blessed with a dessert spread or a cheese spread. That cheese spread... Is jalapeno cheese and it's delicious on everything because most things in MREs taste gross. So you got to put hot sauce, you got to put some kind of accoutrement on there to make it taste good. And on the other side of the coin, the chocolate peanut butter spread makes things that you usually get in an MRE that are unedible, like the snack bread, it makes it very good. And the military is kind of like a black market, kind of like you see in Tarkov. You can trade jalapeno cheese or chocolate peanut butter for quite a few things if you save them correctly. You can trade. It, it's, depending on how long you've been in the box, you can trade almost anything. So, next question. Is your UN peacekeeper a Marlboro man? Is he an Apollo guy? Is he a Winston smoker or a Lucky Strikes? And a guy he, he is, smokes. He's, he's a Marlboro man. And I say that because I have a picture of uh, me as a baby. My dad's holding me. Uh, my dad's dad, so my grandpa, is like behind him. And then my great grandpa is standing behind my grandpa. So it's like four generations of us and we're in a picture there. And my great grandpa, he has on overalls and a a red Marlboro hat. And so that's why he's a Marlboro man. Was that a hat? Because back in the day, you could like rip a part off the carton and send it into Marlboro, and you could win certain things. Like you win like a jacket if you had enough tops, or a hat, or a, one of those little down by the river fish. <laughs> like you know the ones you put on your wall and they sing. Like yeah. they used to give that kind of stuff away for Marlboro and other things. Was that hat one of those promotional items? It probably was. Yeah. Good old flavor. Because I mean, he 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 owned uh, an auto body shop or an auto repair shop. 
that was you know forced out of business by like O'Reilly and you know the big the big players. Right. Um, so he was he was probably chiefing some some darts and getting the free stuff. Well, who could blame him? I mean, if you're gonna smoke him anyway, you might as well get something <laughs> from it. Right. So getting into your personal account, not the UN account, how many wipes would you say you've been a part of in the Tarkov realm? So my first wipe was it was the wipe before they jacked up the, the Kappa level. So I started in April of last year and had just wiped in like Christmas Eve. So it was, it was like four months into the wipe. So I only got to play for maybe a month or two before it wiped again. Um, and while I was playing it, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Kappa next wipe because it's level 40. I can do that. And then so my second wipe, they jacked it up to like level 72. Of course. And then they, they eventually like bumped it down to 71, maybe 62 or something. Once you came uh, forward with that proclamation of, I'm getting Kappa. That's I'm going to get Kappa. And then they just double the level. Like, okay, I'm not getting Kappa. So Someone out there two. is laughing in Nikita like, ha, 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 no. <laughs> uh, last wipe was number three. This is my fourth wipe that I've been a part of. Nice. But it'll be my third full wipe. And where would you say that this wipe stacks up for you compared to the ones that you've played previously? Has this been one of the more fun wipes? Would you say this one's like not so fun? Where would you would say this one stacks up? I think it's I think it's all right. The the inert I well no no I think last wipe was the best one uh, when they introduced inertia. Right. This one. I feel like they cranked inertia. Like I'll I'll be at like one kilo overweight, and I'll just I'll be floaty. You guys just hopping uh, and, and puffing then, all the way to extract. Yeah, that, and then they like lowered the weight requirement that is considered overweight. So my strength now is like fifteen, and my endurance is two one. Uh, I'm help just you never. If you I, find a tank battery before your full strength. Yeah, I'm just I'm never. I'm never underweight anymore. So I feel like there's some some tweaks that went in the wrong direction. Um, but other than also, I feel like everyone has their own experience with cheaters. And it's always bad at the beginning of the wipe and the end of the wipe. And it cools off eventually. And maybe it's because the last couple of days have been pretty sus. Uh, but it feels maybe a little out of hand right now. So when you say sus, do you mean like people like kidding you through? walls people telling you your name in raid like what kind of uh potential cheating have you seen this wipe uh like for so yesterday actually i was on reserve uh, i was in one of the stairwells uh in the dorms building or the barracks and i saw a guy running like 150 meters away and i just i just like saw his silhouette run by and i was like oh pmc over there and then that guy turned and just one shot me into the into the face, just and then perfectly just stop, just per- yeah, just hit, run, yeah, just perfect. Didn't even hear uh, the gunshot because it was so far away, uh, and then I was dead. And it was some account whose name was like XC one three nine KP eight nine, and it was a standard a account. Regular person probably would never name their profile. Probably yeah, it's like you know they just slammed slammed their hand on the keyboard, 
And so if it had been like a like a an EOD account or just a normal name even, I would have been like, okay, maybe I had silhouetted myself in that window really well and he saw me and got a really good shot off. Like, right. But when the I, name I, I probably, is like that, it kind of raises well, some flags. Yeah, when the name's like that, it's a standard account and it's a, just a, a weird death. That's when I'm like, no, that's a little suspicious. And that's just, I feel like that's happened a lot this way. And I haven't really changed my play style either. Like I'm not running everywhere and being all, you know, dangerous. I'm just, I'm playing normal. Right. Uh, and that's just, ha that's just happened a lot more this way. So in this current wipe, I know some people have been very lucky and they've run into scat bosses and the goon squad pretty frequently, whereas some people haven't even seen them. Have you encountered any scab bosses or the Goon Squad in your raids, either in the UN, Peacekeeper, or on your regular account? So I've run into Rashala one time, but I haven't seen the Goon Squad yet. And I feel like every map that they can spawn on, I have gone to where they could spawn. Like, it's they're pretty big places to go to. Uh, and I've, I've been there. haven't seen them. Um, I have heard Sturman, because, like his weapon sound is really noticeable. So I've heard Very him a lot. Yeah. And I've run into Rashala once. And that's it. Were you able to kill Rashala? Uh, no, I wasn't. So I, they like caught me while I was running. And they, I guess they hit me enough times to like black out my armor. And then whenever I got to cover and then turned to try to engage them, they like breathed on me and I died. <laughs> Sounds like a regular Sturman encounter. It sounds, yeah. Oh, Sturman, you bastard. So, going into all the stuff that is currently in the game, from somebody who's been a part of Four Wipes at this point, is there anything that you would like to see changed, added, or subtracted from Tarkov as it currently stands? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, there. So, I have three things... And I can't remember the third thing. I just talked about it today, but now I can't remember what it was. But my first two, um, number one would be every single bush to just put like an invisible orb in the middle of it so that you could bump into the bush, but you can't get inside of it because you can't get inside of a regular bush. There's like a stump there. So that would keep people out of bushes. Uh, and then number two would be to implement like a paranoia thing. So if you sit in one spot, and you don't move from that grid square for four, five minutes, whatever, you just sit there, your character gets paranoid and starts hearing things that aren't there, hearing footsteps, hearing gunshots. So that, that would just reduce the amount of people sitting in bushes and waiting to kill you, and people just, I don't know, posted up somewhere waiting for you to run by a high-traffic area. Right. No, totally. That would make sense for the paranoia thing, because... Like, yeah, we've all died to bushwookies, but if you're in those situations where, you're like, you know, you're a, you're playing solo and you're hiding in one place and you know you're surrounded by people, that paranoia would probably play a role for someone in a yeah, real-life scenario would, like that. It would, for, it would force you to move or, I don't know, just do something. Granted, would that make Shooterborn in Heaven a little bit more difficult? Of course, but you know Ab what? Absolutely. It doesn't seem like the devs have any qualms about making Shooterborn a little bit more difficult with the increase no. in range and the increase in maps that you have to complete it on. So, with Shooterborn being brought up, have you tackled 
shooter born in heaven on this current wipe? Not this cor- not this current wipe. Um, I did think about going into an offline raid with a rangefinder and just kind of like finding spots that would work and turning it into like a TikTok or YouTube being like, hey, this rock here focused on this sector of fire. Uh, everything past this line is, you know, shooter born. Right. Content. Everything like you, you, you can get there. That is just Tarkov shooter one through seven. Yeah. And so I've thought about that. I just haven't had the time to, to go in and make that video. Totally. So with your UN peacekeeper, are you utilizing the hideout? Like, are you building it up and like, you know, narrating like him and his home improvement? Yeah, I am. Um, and that's, it's kind of, it's pretty hard because like there's, so I'm not using the flea market and there's just some like small things that I need to get like a tape measure. I haven't seen a tape measure in like 35 raids. Uh, and like that's holding me up from upgrading a bunch of other stuff. And whenever you've got all these other upgrades that are kind of bottlenecked on a standard stash, it gets pretty rough. Yeah, I can only imagine. Like the flea market comes in so handy for so many little things. Like I know people are complaining that you can't buy the latest and greatest things like the previous chat equipment you could buy on previous wipes, but I'm on the flea market to get stupid things. Like I'm on the flea market to like, Hey, I can't find another corrugated hose and I don't feel like waiting, building one for an hour plus. <laughs> so I'm just going to buy one. Yeah, That's, that's how I view the flea market now is like, I'll sell everything. And whenever it comes to the time for me to need to upgrade it, I'll have the money to just buy it off the flea market. So is this your first RPG series that you're running on escape from Tarkov? Yes. Yep. This will be, well, kind of. So I did the becoming a scav boss, but right. that, that was like, I came up with quests to, that like, was kind of in, a rough draft. myself. Yeah, it was, it was like, I was still learning how to edit and everything, but I, you know, I enjoyed that. It was, it was fun to get away from like, here's my raid highlight videos and here's, you know, weapon mods you can do on day one, you know, the, the standard things that everybody wants to make a video of, right. uh, because they get, they get, the, they're either fun to make or they get the most views. Um, and so I wanted to try to make something that was like new and fresh and something I was a little more passionate about. And if it, if it suffers on the view count, yeah, that'll be all right. So the way that it's going currently, are you inspired to run other series after this one? And if so, do you have any ideas on the back burner? I so I would run more. I think it would be more of like not a series, but just kind of a one-off. Like I do want to do a like the movie um, Three Ten to Yuma. I want to do like a Three Ten to Tarkov, and just go in with like a revolver and a shotgun and trying to uh, get on the cowboy train hat. On reserve. And, yeah, like go in and do like a western style video, but that would probably just be just a single video not a series for that uh, one you could just load up with another player who doesn't have any weapons you'd be like you're my prisoner <laughs> like, <laughs> we gotta get on that train yeah you could just oh, and then the there was time. there was another one um we were gonna do like a presidential protection detail have someone come in naked and have like me and three other people come in like with just pistols oh mr and, president like, style yeah like try to protect the the president kind of thing so yeah, there's there's you know fun little things like that I have planned. That's pretty funny. So with VoIP, 
Are you planning on using VoIP a lot for this particular series and the ones moving forward? Because VoIP just feels like a God-given like gift to the content creators in the Tarkov scene. Is it something that you plan on utilizing a lot? Yes. So I tried to use it on customs yesterday. Uh, I was like, my stomach was blacked out and I didn't have a surgery kit or pain medicine or food or drink. And it, like things were going rough. And I was just like voiping around trying to get someone to give me something. I was like, uh, you know, this is Captain Buffalo. I came from the 1220th Peacekeeping Corps. Uh, I'm, I'm stranded here with no team and I'm, I'm just looking for some food or drinks. Is anybody, anybody out there? Yeah, but no one, no one responded, and I, I ended oh. up just extracting. I was kidding. They must have thought you were like Stone Mountain sixty four running around <laughs> with those call outs. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! So, for the series, are you going to um, when you do with Peacekeeper? Are you going to have like a special narrative with Peacekeeper because he's kind of like the UN trader? You're gonna make him like kind of a like a corrupt two sided guy, like he wants to help you, but at the same time he wants you to do shit for him. I probably will like he was like a like a disgraced colonel or something who like he knows more information about the peacekeepers than like he knows that they moved the extract from Alpha Two Five to to whatever and like he'd be like I can tell you where they're currently setting up the the you know the extract but I need you to do this for me so I probably will do something like that kind of using you to regain. Yeah. What little, like, you know, his career be like, yeah, but first you got to find those three tanks on shoreline. Um, I kind of <laughs> lost them. <laughs> right. You got to find my drones. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, man. So what map in the current map pool do you enjoy playing the most? And then on the other side of the coin, what map do you like playing the least? All right. So favorite map for just going out and looting and killing scavs uh, it's going to be woods because not a lot of people play that and so like if i just want to go out and just relax and just loot stuff uh there's also like a ton of stashes that are hardly ever hit so i just go i'll go play woods to just like relax if i want to go kill a bunch of scavs probably some pmcs uh it's going to be customs i think customs is probably the most balanced and it's just it's a good map there's angles everywhere and there's not no no there are no bad spawns. Um, my least favorite map, either Shoreline or Interchange. Totally. And why Why do those maps not speak to you? So Shoreline, I don't know if you've seen it. Someone made a heat map of the... They, like, overlaid how far a PMC could run, uh, like, within 20, 30 seconds from their spawn. And so every spawn has a little red circle around it. And ju there's just no good place. Like, you're going to get into combat almost immediately on shoreline. Right. And because of the resort, the level of gear that people take into shoreline, like, it's people take in some really good gear. Yeah, if they're going to, shore if they're going to resort, they're going to come in chatted. And you're probably going to run into them. Oh, more so, than likely. Absolutely. It, it it's like having it's like woods, but then there's also mega chads. And they those mega chads don't go to woods. Uh so that's that's why I don't like shoreline. Totally. That's and, very viable. And, then, and pretty much uh, interchange, is it kind of the same thing for you? For interchange, it's it's just the lighting, man. It's like 
I've I've been killed from a, a dark square of pixels so many times. So on interchange, you know when somebody turns on the power, if that mm -hmm. was to turn on lights within the whole map, would that make the map more appealing for you? I I absolutely think so. Like cuz you either have to like manipulate your post effects or just the resolution, not the resolution, but like the color settings of your monitor itself to be able to see and then it like it ruins it for what your what your stream sees. Exactly. Uh, if you've like if you've if you've jacked up your gamma so high, your stream's gonna look super weird. And then once you leave that map, you got to change it all back so that it works for the other maps. So, uh, so it's either do that or just run a flashlight the entire time and just broadcast where you are all the time. Hey, everybody, I'm here. Like, who wants to do that? Yeah. Though? They might yeah. think you're a scab because only scabs really do that. So it might it could work both ways. So on interchange, would you also be a fan of a change where if Killa is active on the map when the powers turn on and the lights come on, if if Killa is active on the map, he's talking over like the big intercom system, just like a unique Killa voice. So that way you would know once you get in the mall, be like, oh, Killa's here. Yeah, absolutely. I also I think Killa should, if he's like the owner of the mall, I don't think he should just be sitting. Like, okay, he spawns in front of Kiba. That's it. No, I think he should, like, like rotate, monitor the whole mall. Like, if he, if that's his mall, he should be, like, patrolling it. Right? Like, if this is yours, if this is your home, Killa, then make it your home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, with all the things that are in Tarkov, like, there's so many weapons. Like, I know that 556 recently got a buff, and as somebody who's playing 556 primarily for the Peacekeeping series, have you noticed a difference in 556 compared to the other wipes? Uh, compared to my first wipe, yes. But every, pretty much every wipe since then, actually maybe my second too. But last wipe and this wipe, uh, I've, I actually almost debated not doing Stranded Peacekeeper. I like almost wrote a completely different story about like a stranded Russian soldier. Uh, I would have been a bear and like my main map would have been reserved cause that's the military base. And I would have used AKs just because of the five, five, six, uh, like my first run with the stranded peacekeeper, I went into woods with the, uh, M four and scabs were just tanking eight, five, five. Eating them up, just like how can you? You're not a sponge. You're not even wearing armor. How can you take this? Yeah, out? just like oh, cool. I shot you nine times with five five six. Right. I'm happy they. I'm happy they yeah. upgraded five five six a little bit because that was kind of yeah. painful. And it, the recoil is really hard on five five six too. It it is, and it's crazy because it's a smaller I mean, caliber military, than a like, seven six two, so it should be less. Yeah, magic. like you shoot you shoot a full auto M four, like it's. Like, there's recoil, but it's not like that. Oh, absolutely not. Maybe if you're, like, never done a push-up in your life, maybe it's like that. But, you know, somebody yeah. in that setting who would be, like, you know, a military contractor, a special operator, in a sense, like, you'd think they'd be able to handle that recoil. Yeah. So, with, like, 5.56 five, with a suppressor? No, come on. When the recoil from an RPK... <laughs> Like a machine gun that yeah. like Killer runs around is less than a standard <laughs> battle rifle. That's when it's a little strange. Yeah. Now, do you think they should introduce more bullpups into the game, like the British battle rifle, the Bren? Do you, I mean not the what is it called? Uh, 
you know the one I'm talking about, the one that has that two time scope like on its stock. Yeah. Like, do you think they um, should introduce that into Tarkov? Because I know they're introducing the AUG, which is a pretty awesome weapon system from the Aussies. Uh, I might be. I might be in like the other category where I feel like they should introduce fewer or remove some weapons be- or just like rework the ammo. Like why does nine by 18 have 15 different ammos for it? Right. When, when I understand that totally th- when like seven, six, two by 51 has like four and two of them are viable, you know? Right. And it feels like they're constantly like I don't, I don't need them shotgun to introduce... shells. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, so many shotgun shells. I'm like, well, do I want this slug that is styrofoam, or do I want this slug that's styrofoam but a little bit less? Like, then there's just so much to think about when you go into raids. Like, am I hunting scavs? Oh, let me take my scav killing kit. But if I right, run into yeah, a chat, I'm done for. Yeah, and that I feel like that dictates a lot of like the way that people play is. Like, okay, well, I know that this scav's not going to be wearing armor, so I need to wear this, or I need to use this high flesh damage round, or I'm going to go fight PMC, so I got to use this round. I think there's just too many rounds for some of the least used guns. So for the UN peacekeepers, so UN peacekeepers come from a variety of different countries. So the story set that you're making for your UN peacekeeper, what is their country of origin? So I was gonna try to use like okay only u.s based weapons but level one traders it's like it's very slim amount of of weapons that i can use so then i was like okay how about only nato stuff so i can still use the the pepper hunter because that shoots 762 by 51 Uh, i can still use the adar even though it's like russian made um it still uses 556 nato rounds absolutely Um, Probably like American Canadian. Okay. If I had if I had to pick a country. See, that's the cool thing is like you, there's such a blank check for this particular series. Like you go so many different directions if you wanted to. Hell, like the people you talk on to the radio could be British. They right. Could be yeah. Irish. Could, they could be whatever. I can get so many different accents on there because it's just you know it's the peacekeeping corps. It's not right. like a nation's military. Right, and there's a lot of countries within that, so like you, you could play around with that for sure. Like when you're reaching into the Tarkov community for these voices, you could totally pick a wide variety, a wide range, and it would still fit the narrative. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to to start the next video and uh, and get the community involved in the voiceovers, which is awesome. So, in the Tarkov realm, we have a whole lot of new streamer items that were recently put into the game. Now, from the Buffalo Gypsies' perspective, what is the best streamer item currently in the game? And if Nikita was to bless you with a streamer item, what would your item be? All right, hold on. Let me go. Let me go look at all these streamer items. <laughs> There's so many. Yeah, the collector. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. The collector is the one where you got to turn them all in. All right, so we got the fire steel, the axe. No. Gun lube, no. The badge is pretty cool. I like the badge. Badge is pretty sick, especially when you wear all the cowboy gear. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All this. It's either gotta be. All right, so it's either the loot lord plushie, classic, because I think 
it I I don't know the like whole history behind it, but I think that Aqua FPS like created his own streamer item because the Loot Lord plushie existed in real life before it was a streamer item. He like created it and sold it. And that was just like his merchandise thing. Right. And well, then it got added to the game. In his videos, he would always put his bear because he always played bear and he'd superimpose like a crown on the like, I have the loot lord. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So it's like he it's like he made his own uh streamer item. So it's either that or the batty red beard. Ooh, the batty beard is pretty sick. I have not seen that one yet in game. I haven't I, seen I'm it. Waiting. I had I had a friend that, that found it while we were in raid together. Um, either those two, or actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add a third one on here now. Go ahead. Uh, the gingy good luck keychain because it's useful. Right. You can put what four you can, or five keys on there. I think you can put four. Yeah, provides four inventory slots while only taking up one. Yeah, that's that's, that's another useful. one I have not yet found in raid, but I'm going nope. to find it because I need another one of those. <laughs> the olders. So if we're gonna go, it, let's see, off usefulness, the keychain. I think that's the coolest one. Off just like cool factor, the the Loot Lord one, because Aqua made it before it was a streamer item, and it's the biggest. Well, it's it's four slots. So it's the biggest streamer item. Oh, no, it's not. There's a Dr. Disrespect. I forgot about the armor. Yeah, he's got the Paka, the red Paka. Yep. Nah, I'm still going with Loot Lord. Totally. So if you were given a streamer item by Nikita, what would your streamer item be? Would it be like Buffalo gypsy, like jerky? <laughs> like that's like the one thing I was thinking. Oh, of. but what would you oh, put in the jerky? Game? So either. Yeah. I like the jerky idea. That's good. Some Buffalo jerky or like an old, uh, like Viking hat with the horns on it, but like Buffalo horns. And it would be like something you could wear on your head. Nice. One, one of those two. That would be pretty cool. So with, all the traders in the game if you could hang out for a day with any trader who would it be and on the flip side of the coin if you beat the shit out of any of the traders which one would it be <laughs> uh i would probably hang out with jaeger okay okay one of the few people who would want to beat the shit out of jaeger i like it so why would you want to hang out with jaeger uh, i feel like he'd bake me some like stew he'd make me like a good stew on a on a on a fire and he 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 seems like the kind of guy that has a dog i'd get to hang out with his dog he's definitely um, the most food centric of the train yeah yeah so he'd make me some good food and hang out with his dog the one that i would probably just kick their ass is skier because skier just looks he's so scummy. fucking so smug and he's always like oh i'll introduce you to this guy but you got to give me six thousand dollars oh also Go go kill these people with your pistol, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really give you anything for it. It's not gonna progress your your story at all. Oh, yeah, I go back to dorms. Stay in dorms. <laughs> yeah, hate skier. So on the other side of the coin, when it comes to the bosses, and this is gonna include the goon squad. If you could hang out with any boss currently in the Tarkov realm, who would it be? Okay. And if you could beat the shit out of any of the bosses currently in Tarkov. Who would it be? I would I would hang out. Mm. Let's just say who who I would beat the shit out of first. I'd beat the shit out of Rashala. And why is that? Because he is just a giant pussy. 
Is that because like, he rolls every, with a big group of guys and he's always hiding in the bathroom? Yes, he he rolls with a big group of guys. As soon as they get into any sort of contact, he's like, "You guys got it!" And he runs upstairs and hides in a bathroom. <laughs> he's just he's a huge bitch. So, Mashallah <laughs> is getting beat up, and then hanging out. I'd probably hang out with Gluhar because why is that? Because he's just a he's a boss. Is it the Ash Twelve? It's the Ash Twelve. It's the no helmet, uh, the short sleeve shirt. The confidence to rock that bald head. Yeah, he's just he's running around, and he always whoops my ass. So I feel like if I could get into his graces and hang out with him, that's what I would do. (laughs) So. For the narrative series, are you thinking about if you do encounter a boss, are you going to superimpose like broken English like for these bosses? Because oh, I know these bosses don't have their own voice. Absolutely, I would. Um, there's a guy who uh, I became friends with through Twitch. Uh, he runs the Tarkov Tips Instagram. Uh, his name's Crand. He, he streams, he does Instagram, he does Patreon, all that stuff. Um, he's actually, I think he was born in Russia. Now he lives in Germany. Nice. Um, and, but I mean, he speaks, you know, German, Russian, English. He's about as authentic French. as a voice actor for this as you're going to find. Yeah. Like if I need, if I need some, some just accented English I'm going straight to Crand. Absolutely. So, with the series, do you have a set amount of episodes that you're trying to get to? Like, you're like, oh, this is a 10-episode series, or is it one of those things where you're just kind of taking it as it goes and you're letting the series progress naturally? So I'm planning on just doing, like, one episode per uh, map. If I get, like, halfway through and, uh, like, get an idea for, oh, this can go further if I do it this way, then I'll, I'll extend it that way, but... As it, as it stands right now, probably just like a six or seven episode series. Nice. Nice. So that that's cool because it's going to be good and it's going to be digestible. And that way, like, you're you're setting it to a spot where if you want to revisit it, you totally can. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, if I want to do it again and, you know, two or three wipes, I can, I can do it again. So with Tarkov, as it currently sits, we only have the two factions of Bear and Yusek. Would you be a fan of seeing a third faction enter the scene? Something like the press, where you come in and you're just like a regular, like, like you know, Al Jazeera anchor, or you're a regular CNN anchor, or Fox anchor, or whatever. <laughs> you're just there in the side of that realm of Tarkov. Or something like, I heard people say that they're thinking about adding a third mercenary faction called Black Scorpion. Would you be a fan of seeing more diversity in faction play? Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. I can't think of any reason why it would be a bad deal unless it was like it takes focus away from other things that the devs can work on. But if there was like a, like a, a press, not PMC, but like a press faction, um, that was AI that was running around kind of like how there was Santa. Right. Uh, and they could like, yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. And then, I don't know, from like a third-person perspective, they view your fight that you just had, and it just like rotates through like a BSG feed on the website or on the the launcher page or something. I think that would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty cool. So with Terminal and the PvP coming into play, are you looking forward to the arena mode? Yes, but not as 
like uh, a main thing that I play. It's gonna be like a warm looking, up, or you kind of yeah, it'd be like a warm up, or like uh, I don't really want to like focus, and because it takes a lot of focus to play Tarkov, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I don't want I don't I don't want to focus. I just want to go in and just shoot. And if it's anything like Call of Duty Search and Destroy, where you just you pre-make your kit and you're like, all right, this is what I'm taking in for the next 10 games, whether I die or not. Um, I think that would be something fun to do. Like get all your friends together and just, just go shoot and play, you know, play hardcore call of duty. So from a uh, role playing perspective, like, you know, in call of duty, when you're in the gulag and you can see the people who are fighting in the gulag and you can like throw rocks and stuff as somebody mm-hmm. going into arena, would you be a fan of being like a third party? Like somebody who's just in the rafters who can either like, you know, throw things down on the people who are participating or even make wagers on the thing. Be like, hey, I got X amount of rubles on Team B saying that they're going to win this match. Would you be a fan of seeing something like that introduced into the game? Oh, absolutely. Especially if it was like there is a section of the terminal map that you can't get to when you're playing regular mode, but then you can like view it, but you're viewing arena mode live, basically in raid. I think that would be super cool. I don't know how it would work, but that would like, okay, once I get into this building, I know I can't like get to the center of it because people are fighting there and that is arena mode, but I can watch it live. I think that would be pretty cool. So for somebody who also said they wanted to use arena mode kind of warm up, would you like an option to play up against either other players like in a PVP mode? Or would you also like the addition of a PvE mode where you can go up against scavs of varying difficulty? Be like, hey, I want to play up against like base level scavs, and then I want to play up against raiders, and then I want to play up against like bosses, like a whole team made up of bosses. Would you be a fan of that for people who are looking for arena for warm up purposes? Uh, maybe. I feel like that we've got that with uh, with offline raids. And I think if they keep arena focused on PVP, the people that go into regular raids looking for PVP, I think it'll keep them off of my back. And then I won't I won't get dusted on reserve. You think that'll divert the chads to yeah. <laughs> towards the arena so that way maybe not like forever, but like their first two hours of their playing or streaming or whatever. Right. Uh, they're like, all right, I'm just going to do two hours of arena and then I'll go into regular raids. It'll just shrink the amount of time that they are on customs and killing me. So what is your set goal for this wipe on your primary account? Like we talked about trying to get Kappa in previous years. Like, is this one you're trying to hit that thing and max traders, max hideout, or are you just going into it with the pure, like, I'm just trying to have fun. Like, what is your goal, if any, for this wipe? Uh, Every other wipe, minus my first one, I just wanted to max traders, max hideout, uh, and I've done that. I didn't, I'm not trying to do that now. I probably will be able to, uh, especially if it's like another six month wipe. It just, it's not that hard to every, for, in, you know, in six months to beat a game uh, as, it, as it is. But I don't have a plan to do that. Right, it's just one of those things where it, you're going like, to take it as it comes. Like, you know, if you find stuff to upgrade the hideout, you're going to upgrade the hideout. You're not going to go straight into a raid like, I need to find spark plugs or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it it seems like every wipe, 
there's like two or three people that I get into the game and I have to teach them the game. So anytime I play with those people, uh, I'm always like, all right, what do you need? What are you looking for? What quest can you complete? And when I'm going into raids like that, I don't do a whole lot of looting. I'll be like, oh, hey, here's this, uh, you know, golden rooster. That's that's money for you. Oh, here's this thing. You need that. And I'm just divvying out loot. And... Right. So for somebody who's sherping the game, do you feel like the addition of offline raid modes has been a godsend so that way you're not having to like you know contend with other players as you're trying to teach said map yes i think the co-op offline is going to be bigger for probably like content creation as opposed to sherpaing um because i don't well maybe so i did take someone into an offline labs raid to like show them labs, but that's probably the only map where I would try to teach someone offline. Every other map I'm going to try to teach them online. Certain content creators are doing really fun things with the offline raid months. For example, Ash LV does this thing where he does squid games where he gets on the 50 caliber on Fortress and he goes green light, red light, and if somebody moves on red light, <laughs> he lights them up with the 50. Are you looking forward to doing anything like that with your community with the offline raid modes as like a fun little like, hey, community day thing? Yeah, I would like to do that and go... I haven't thought of any like fun imaginative things like that, but I would like to take people to go uh, cultist hunting just because you can like... Uh, you're going to enable the bosses, and so it's 100% spawn chance, so you could go cultist hunting with people. Nice. So with the offline raid mode being enacted before that when you were training people sherping them throughout the map what maps would you say are the hardest to sherp on and then on the other side of the coin what one would you say is the easiest one to sherp on easiest is, is got to be customs because there's so many like landmarks that you can like you can spawn and be like oh okay there's a gas station it looks old i'm at old gas and then they can like as long as they've got a copy of the map either on a second monitor or on their phone or something they can be like i'm here this is where i need to go right you know that one's easy. pretty similar and the nice thing about that map is it's a funnel so no matter where you go on that map it's going to bring you to some major choke points so it's a lot easier to like train on that as opposed to like woods or shoreline which are just massive woods is definitely woods is probably the hardest map to teach someone it's like, where you are just, you? I'm around trees. Like, well, that yeah, narrows you, you it just down have to, none. You just have to run it so many times. And I did, I don't know, like a month playing with a friend. Um, and we did a lot of woods. And then so I've started now when I play with them, we'll spawn in. And I'll be like, all right, where are we? And he's like, uh, we're up north. And I'm like, all right, where do we need to go? He's like, we need to go, you know, south. Like, okay, what route are we going to take? And he's going to, like, I'm making him plan everything. So for somebody who teaches new people, what, what is your best advice for new players to get over things like gear fear? Just, it's not your gear. It's just your turn with it. You're going you're gonna to either, it's going to sit in your stash and you're never going to use it. So it's like you don't even have it. The game's going to wipe and you're going to lose it. Or you're going to die and you're going to lose it. So just run it. You, got, you, you, you pull a slick off. And you still have, you know, a starting M4 with five, 855, just run it. 
you'll you'll take more rounds of eight five five in your chest, and you'll probably get to kill the person that was shooting at you. So absolutely. Uh, my dog's barking. Give me one second. I'm gonna go tell him to shut up. One second. Okay. All right, I'm back. So when it comes to the things with new players, we touched on Geek Fury a little bit. What would you say is one of the biggest hangups that a new player has during the Tarkov experience? And how do you teach around that? Probably just learning the various keybinds. Uh, like this is, I'm playing with my brother as well, and this is also his fourth wipe. He hasn't played nearly as much as I have, but I was watching him like build a weapon and he like, you know, was in the edit screen, got the weapon he wanted, bought all the pieces, and then he backed out and manually put all the pieces onto the weapon. And I was like, hey, you know, you can just click that little puzzle piece button and it'll assemble it for you. And he was like, oh, no, I didn't know that. So just learning all that. Like whenever you go to the uh, the flea market and you want to buy something, you can just click the Y button. You don't have to move your mouse over to click yes. Right. And that'll save you a fraction of a time, but you might get the cheaper item then. Uh, just those those little things that not a lot of people, I feel like, know. It's little tricks of the trade that come with learning all that yeah. stuff. Kind of like, why why do I have to inspect certain things? Like, if my PMC doesn't know what toilet paper is, I think my PMC's yeah. got bigger problems. Yeah, oh, you can't equip that weapon. You don't know what it is. He's looking at it. What do you mean? <laughs> it's like, he knows it's a gun. Again, he just put it on his back. <laughs> yep. Yeah, certain things like that are a little silly, but I understand why they do them. So, with Tarkov moving forward, with all the stuff that's being introduced in the game, is there anything that you would like to see as a quality of life addition? Something like, a, hey, I want to pin certain things in my stash, or things like that. Is there any quality of life changes you would like to see made to the game? Uh, I definitely would like to pin certain things to the stash. Oh, man, I'd like to... That's a what hard else? question because it's such a it, it is a game. hard. Like, it, I, and I feel like I feel like all of the quality of life things that they have done, I'm like, oh man, this is really nice. I can't believe I didn't think of that. I wish they would add a north, south, east, and west to the compass. <laughs> it's like it would make it a lot easier for new people yeah. to read because when they're looking, at it, it's like it says 400. I don't know what the hell this means. Kind of thing. like, <laughs> yeah, I get you. I got you on that. Yeah. So, yeah, and the, the the compass is like, I used that a lot in my first wipe to just learn where I was. Right, it's an important tool, especially when you're on a map that's a little bit more daunting, like a woods. So, with everything moving forward, with the game progressing the way it is, and all that other stuff, what is your favorite addition that you've seen over these four wipes that you have played? I, oh God! Well, hold on. Let me let me think about this for a second. So, my first wipe or my second wipe, what they what they introduce? Nothing really. Then they introduced lighthouse and inertia, and then VoIP and airdrops. Uh, yeah, and VoIP. I'm gonna say VoIP. That seems yeah, like the content is, creation gift. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big one, and you just you get, you get to meet some people. Absolutely. Like especially especially when you're a scav. Uh, I was scaving on Lighthouse the other day, and ran into a guy, and 
you know, we did the whole, are you looking for anything? No, are you looking for anything? No, just looting. Okay, cool. And then we went our separate ways. And then we found each other again, kind of near the expansion. And he was like, you want to hit the expansion? I was like, yeah, come on. And so we went out there and fought some PMCs and then we died. But it was, it was still cool to like have that interaction. And so whenever you, I play a lot of solo. And whenever you're playing solo uh, and you like have that opportunity to like, vote and meet someone on a scab or on a PMC, I think that's pretty cool. Right. So with all of the VoIP interactions that you have had, would you say the majority of the interactions you have had have been positive? Or would you say oh, it's yeah. a fair amount of negative and being betrayed? No, no, they're they're pretty positive. Nice. Uh, I actually I did betray someone yesterday. Though. How I did just you had to, betray I had to, somebody? Tell, tell us. I had to see if it. I had to see if it would work. So we were like we were on woods at the medical camp, and the, this guy like I was talking to him, but he wasn't talking back. And then I voiped. I was like, "Hey, move up and down, like if you can hear me." And he like did the head bob. I was like, okay, cool. Hey, I have to, my extract's right there at RUAF. Uh, I have to extract with a broken leg for a, like a weekly, daily scav quest, whatever. Got to have a broken leg. Can you shoot me in the leg? And he was like, yeah. And he pulled out his pistol and he shot me in the leg. And you killed and him. That, and then I killed him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a terrible person, Bubble. <laughs> Hilarious, though. Was this person pissed? Uh, like, did this person add you and send you a threatening message? After no, they, they, they must have. I thought they had been looting because we were at the medical camp together. Uh, but he, he didn't have anything on him. So I was like, oh, dang, what a wasted opportunity. Right. I thought I had, to, I had to see if I had to see if it would work. And it did. So that was cool. <laughs> oh, oh, man, that's funny. So with Tarkov being part of the looter shooter genre that we're seeing emerge we have other games coming out like marauders which is in this beta and cycle frontier which is just recently released have you played any other other games in the genre or are you strictly tarkov all the time strictly tarkov um i did feel like a little bit of missing out on both those games cycle frontier or cycle and marauders uh but it seemed like the people that were the most hyped about them were people that are full time, like 10 plus hours a day in Tarkov. Uh, they were super hyped about those games. And then they like got the whole Tarkov community hyped about them and everyone played it for a week. And then no one talked about it again. And they went back to Tarkov. Um, and I don't, I don't play Tarkov that much, maybe like eight to 15 hours a week. Right. So, it may actually may maybe even if that. Well, you're a working individual, you know, like streaming yeah. is not your primary occupation, so you you fall into the category of the majority of people who enjoy games. Right, and so when I, and especially with, I assume those games are similar to Tarkov. In the more time you put into it, the better your experience will be. And I just don't have that kind of time to put into those games. Totally. So when it comes to other streamers, like are there any streamers or any content creators that have inspired you along the way? Like I know this series that you're working on has been lightly based off of the Swamp Fox series that he made of a UN peacekeeper. But is there any other pre people out there in the content creation realm that inspire you that you would like enjoy watching, you know, things of that nature? Which pro content pre creators would you give a shout out to in that regard? So I, I really like the editing that Tulu does. He has just 
just go watch one of his videos and you'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what he's talking about. It's hard to explain, but he's got some great editing. Uh, Swamp Fox has the like really good, slow, methodical teaching, uh, but also action-packed gameplay uh, videos that he makes. Uh, and then, what's his name? Fair TX. Uh, he has kind of like the light-hearted... Uh, also really good editing. He does a lot of like 3D uh, like rendering himself, which I think is super cool, but I don't think I'm smart enough to do that. Uh, and then probably General Sam, just like his humor the that he puts factor. in. Yeah. Like he just so recently I think... put out a video where it's just like, make somebody beg for their life Yes, voice. And you're like, oh my yes, God, his like. Awesome. Like, all right, this channel is R-rated, and it's funny. Uh, and so I kind of, like, blend all four of them into into making my, like, highly edited, slow, informative, action-packed gameplay with some, like, dark humor in it. Totally. So if you could choose to work with any content creator, whether it be for a series, regular content, a charity event, a tournament, if you could work with any content creator out there in the scene... Who would it be? And it's not just limited to Tarkov. This could be a content creator in any space. Hard question, Rob, I know. All right, so I, I, I'm going to do one that would be... I would like to collab with them on Tarkov and one that I would like to uh, just be in one of their videos. So Wait. for Tarkov, it would be Ms. Dunk uh, because she is kind of a woods main and also uses bolt actions a lot. And those are, I'm also a very good player. Yes. And I, I feel like we could go to woods and I feel like we'd have a fun time. And then outside of Tarkov, I don't know if you've ever heard of meat church. It's this guy from Texas. It's this guy from Texas who just does barbecuing and all of his food looks so he's like, all of his videos are how I learned how to barbecue and smoke meats. Uh, and so I would just like to to go to his outdoor kitchen and make barbecue with him. You just summed up the perfect day in Jaeger's world. Walk through the woods <laughs> and then yeah. barbecued yeah, smoked and the, meats. And that's why I'd like to hang out with Jaeger. We've gone full circle. <laughs> All right, Buffalo Gypsy, we're getting close to our time constraint. We like to keep it between an hour, hour and a half. So at this time... It's your time to say whatever it is that you would like to say, whether it be to thank people who've helped you on your content creation journey, people who moderate for you, people who sponsor you, whatever you'd like to say, now is your time to say it. The floor is yours. Okay. Well, first off, got to thank my wife, Miss Buffalo. Uh, She's a mod for me on the stream. She also allows me to take a just astronomical amount of time in here in the office and and do stuff like make videos and tiktoks and just everything that i post on twitter like that doesn't just exist someone's got to make that so uh, she supports me through all of that she knows way more about tarkov than she probably would like to know Uh, (laughs) um that's a good way to put it yeah she's like during pre-wipe before it was about to wipe a few weeks ago, she was like, are you ready to go get that that letter from Jaeger? I was like, yeah, I am. I never thought you'd ask me that, but yeah, I'm ready to go get that letter from Jaeger. (laughs) Uh, And then 
obviously the people that have inspired me to create the channel and do everything, uh, Swamp Fox TV, uh, Ms. Dunk, uh, Fair TX, Tulu, General Sam, Aqua FB, all, you know, all the, all the big people that you're like, I want to be like them. Uh, and one day I thought maybe I can and created the channel and started that up. Totally. Uh, and then just all of the friends that I've made along the way, Boom Boom Billy, Tetsu Fury, uh, Glizzy Gamer, Crand, the Angry Gamer, you know, the regulars that come through and hang out. And even if I'm just chatting, not gaming, they're there to hang out. Totally. So we're going to yep. put a link in the description for all of Buffalo Gypsy series, the YouTube stuff, the Twitch stuff. And then where else can people find you? Like, are you also on TikTok? Are you also on any other social media platforms? Like, what, where, where else can people uh, find you? They can. So I've got I've got my Twitch where I do my streams. I got YouTube where I have my long form content. Uh, TikTok is short form content. Uh, Twitter I'm active on. I don't know pretty much every day. Uh, I have an Instagram. I don't really use it. Uh, Instagram's kind of going downhill. Right. Maybe uh, after you hang out with Meat Church, you'll have some food put pictures to put up on. There. Right. Right. Uh, that's that's about it. Um, I do have a a link tree that one link it'll it'll get you to, to all of those places nice. uh but pretty much any of those those socials uh all of the dms lead to my computer so i'll see it if anyone wants to reich out absolutely so you guys click the link tree at the description check out buffalo gypsy check out his un series from what i've seen so far it's definitely a lot of fun and i personally look forward to seeing what he's got in the future now, I would like to take this time to thank you, Buffalo, for coming on the show and taking time out of your Sunday to talk to a complete stranger about video games. I know it's kind oh, of a big ass, so when people take that plunge, I definitely am appreciative. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Excellent. And with that being said, this has been episode 53. I am the 8-Bit Nobody. Once again, we've had the wonderful Buffalo Gypsy TV on. And for you guys out there, please go outside and touch and or smoke some grass. And with that, we'll catch you <laughs> next time.